Welcome to the Bardcast. It's Shakespeare, you dick. We are your hosts. I am Lisa Ann Goldsmith. And I am Owen Thompson. And today's episode is called... We thought about this title for a while, uh, but we decided to go with it. Uh, It's called Woke Shakespeare. Yeah, um, and we realize that this is a kind of a vexed question in terms of how one describes or defines that word in the zeitgeist these days. And, you know, I want to say, to me, the word woke is kind of almost like a tragic word. Because I think that it, it it's intended to be a positive, and you know it's it's become more complicated than just simply being socially aware and you know not sleeping as it yeah. were and paying I attention to what's that. going on in the world, which is I think how it how it was in, you know how it started out yeah but sort of with a a combination of bad acting on both the left and the right it is it has become something else and i think lisa and you'll agree with me when when i i say that watch it what we're mostly wanting to talk about today is the production of uh richard iii that the new york public theater did at the delacorte last uh last summer that was recently broadcast on pbs yeah it's running until june 16th on PBS. yeah so it's still available and we we were both um what's the word that i want oh yes horrified by that production and in 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 fact listeners i started to watch it and 12 minutes in i turned it off and then owen and i talked about it and i'm later later that same night i stayed up until about 2 30 in the morning forcing myself and and honestly it 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 was very difficult to get through it but on the other hand in, in a way it, it was fascinating. It's like watching a train wreck. You know, you, you're kind of, you, I couldn't take my eyes off it in disbelief every moment of how unbelievably terrible it was. I took like two and a half pages of notes because I was like, I will never remember all of this. Uh, much of it is burned into my memory. <laughs> but I took like specifics, like, you know, I mean, for example, there were so many times when people misspoke. And when you oh. misspeak in Shakespeare, you add or take away from the meter. You change the meter. Well, I mean, listen. I, I mean, we're, I guess we're diving right in. But I, but I want. I just. I, I want to say also that, for my money, one of the things, maybe the thing that was most wrong with this production, um, was the the bent of the entire, starting with Robert O'Hara, the director, and you know, right on down, to <clears throat> make this production as, for want of a better term, woke as possible. Uh, and we'll and we'll get into that. But to Lisa Ann's point, yeah, I mean, uh, Denai Guerrero—that is how you pronounce it, correct? Denai Guerrero. Denai Guerrero, who plays Richard. Uh, and by the way, I deny her the right to ever appear in a Shakespeare play again. If you'll pardon the pun. You know, it's a shame too because I loved her on in The Walking Dead. Yeah, and in and in Black Panther and the Marvel yeah, movies as great. well. You know, there's no I I got no problem with her that way. But what great. happened to subtlety? She can't, she can't do Shakespeare. Anyway, she actually, I mean, she paraphrased to the point of, I mean, one of the, I didn't take notes, as I said, because I was just shocked. Well, the cutting was abysmal anyway. Yeah, well, it was hardly cut. It was endlessly long. No, it was cut a lot, actually. Well, it was still well over three hours. No, it actually wasn't. 
wasn't, but it just felt that two way. Two hours and 19 minutes. No, it's not two hours. There's no yes! way that it's two hours yes, and 19 Yes, Owen, it is two hours and 19 Wait There is no fucking way that it was Hold two on. hours and 19 minutes. Find, find that for me. Two hours, 19 oh, minutes, there and 49 it is. seconds. And 49 seconds. Well, I guess they took an intermission as well. But yeah, yeah, anyway. But that's with the intermission. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, for instance... <laughs> um after the lady Anne scene and we'll get to that believe oh me oh my god you one guys of the, one of the most famous lines in all of shakespeare was ever woman in this humor wooed was ever woman in this humor won right Guerrera actually says was ever a woman in this humor wooed was ever a woman in this humor won to the single worst Anne i've ever seen in my entire right. life well I'm we're sorry. no we're gonna get to that but i mean just adding those I know. Oh, I know. You can't. And, and, and O'Hara has to take the rap for that as well, for letting it happen. Yes. Um, so, yeah, the adding of words, the destruction of meter, um, that alone. The changing of words. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Like Hastings, whoa, whoa. Well, I mean, I'm just we'll get there. But Hastings, whoa, whoa, turned to whoa, whoa. For England. No, yeah. no, no, that is not. That, that that is not what it means. Well, okay, okay. Let me. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves a little yeah. bit because the, there's one line change in this production that was so unforgivable to me, and I'm, I, I want to save it for a minute because let's start with the fact that Rich. Well, first of all, let me say I have absolutely no problem with a woman or anyone playing, you know, playing a, a different gender than her own. Absolutely. Uh, I absolutely, absolutely not. Do not give a fuck. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. I would. I now. I wouldn't want to see Richarda the third because Richard is very male, and right. they and they to their to the. I'll give them this much credit. They didn't do that. Yes. Guerrera is playing Richard as a man. Yes. Um. But on the other hand, she is she's playing him as a man who is not in any way physically handicapped. Well, yes. Um, and so in things that I read about it subsequent, subsequently, um, apparently, and I, I, you know, is it okay for me to say that this offends me? But it does. That her handicap is that she's African-American. Well, that's what O'Hara said. That's what the director said. I Well, you know, I... I that he is African American. Actually, I believe. Yes. I believe that what he said African-American. was Richard's disability in this production is that he's black. I believe that yes, was the is that he's black because he wouldn't be. He would be English, you know, African English or whatever. Right. I, I, I'm still that. I mean, yeah. I'm not black, and that offends me. It's well, I I think it's patently absurd, especially when listen. If you're whatever else you're doing, if you're directing a play, you are telling the story of the play, right? right. And it is it is explicit in the text, and it is also quite famous, by the way. Obviously, that Richard, although this is a, a, a you know an, a, an embellishment on life by Shakespeare, um, was had deformities. Yes, quote unquote. If yes. I'm, I'm sorry, probably some people are offended by that word, but he has a hunchback. He has a withered arm. Yes. He has disproportioned legs, and he walks with a limp. Yes, and he talks about it a lot. Walked with a play. There's even a scene in which he accuses people of having performed witchcraft on him to wither up his arm. And in this production, Guerrera actually bears her, her perfectly. 
perfectly beautiful, strong arm. And bears it and shows it to everybody. And there's sort of an awkward silence. Yeah. So there's no deformity at all. Now, that I wanted to establish that before I mentioned the, the change that made me, the, the, the one little change that made me the most angry in the entire play. And is also an example of what I mean by the worst successes of Woke. Yeah, I so, bet I can guess, but go ahead. So for those that don't know, Richard connives to get his brother Clarence, the Duke mm-hmm. of Clarence, killed mm-hmm. by telling his other brother, who is king, that he's conspiring to kill his kids, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So he gets a death warrant for Clarence, and later Edward issues a pardon, but Richard makes sure that the pardon doesn't get there and the death warrant does. And then later he spills the beans to everybody that Clarence has been killed, and Edward freaks out and says, but, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but wait a minute, I sent a warrant. And uh, and what Richard, I didn't know, I, I called back the death sentence. Yeah. I, I sent a, I sent a stay and Richard says about the, about the, the, the death warrant, but that a winged mercury did bear some tardy cripple bear the counterman that came too lag to see him buried. So in this production, they say some tardy one bear the counterman that came too lag to see him buried because God forbid the word cripple should be in the show. And it changes the meter. And it changes the meter. So they, they didn't even bother to change it to some tardy someone. Yeah, right. They didn't even bother to keep with the meter. Right. What was intended. But not only is Richard, if you will, crippled famously, he, he uses the word and that, I guess, is too much for our delicate sensibilities. I mean, give me a fucking break. Yeah. Well, there you have it. You know, meanwhile, now let's get to Lady Anne. Oh, my God. So, an otherwise very, very incredibly talented musical theater performer. Right? Well, uh, go ahead. I should say an award-winning Ali Stroker, Tony Award-winning Ali Stroker, plays Anne. Um, for those of those listeners that don't know, Ali Stroker is in a wheelchair, um, which is fine. It's just that she can't fucking act Shakespeare. It's like it's so it's so. I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yes, I'm not I'm not kidding. It was that's where you that's where you turned it off. Right. That's where I turned it off when I saw her. And it wasn't. I mean, I don't, I don't care that you're in a wheelchair. She was so bad. I, I have to say, and, and speaking like can't and foul. Yeah, her, 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 her verse speaking is the worst. Precious. But I mean, honestly, I was. Shocked. And then at the end, when she's made, when he makes her queen, why is she like looking like she's Lady Macbeth? It's like, um, no. She's got well, this look in her face like, yes, now I'm queen. And I, I mean, also um, the choice that O'Hara made, like, because the, at the end of the scene, uh, their, their one big scene, Richard gives her a ring. And in, that fucking ring in this production, she like is wowed by it. And she like squeals like a like a teenage girl and look, holds it up like, oh, my God, my ring. And she goes, and it's ridiculous. It's like it's, a, an obvious but, like four inch costume jewel. It's ridiculous. Her her performance I, I I have to say, I think, and, and in a target-rich environment in this show, because pretty much everybody was awful, um, that may be the worst Shakespeare performance I have ever seen on any level, including, like, amateur in high school. And I will say, there were two 
um, there were two actors behind them, uh, two women that were playing the servants. And if you, I swear to God, if you look at their faces, one of them, the one on, when you're looking at the stage, the one on the left had this look on her face like, this is so bad. Well, I, I won't know because I'm never going to subject myself to that shit again. Um, but I also have to say this, and this now, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. Hey, listen, I, okay, go ahead. I, I like, like you, uh, there's nothing wrong with a differently abled actor performing in a Shakespeare play. No problem at all. However, context is everything. I wouldn't want, I, I think that, you know, gender flipping and, and colorblind casting is all great, but I wouldn't want to see a black Iago. No. Because the it f- flies in the face of what that play Othello is about. Right. By the same token, in a play about a disabled murderer, to have the murderer, the King King Richard character, not, not be disabled, but have other people be disabled, fucks with the story of the show. It does. So it does. Not, not. I don't have a problem at all in general with. I mean, with God, look at Peter Dinklage. I think he's one of the most brilliant actors of our time. Right. Well, anyway, the 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 point is cast even if ali stroker had been if she had been brilliant maybe it would have won me over maybe she wasn't but but she was also like seriously not not just bad but like beyond bad but even if she had been great it would be problematic to me to have that particular role cast with someone who is differently abled much the same as later in the show we get to richmond yeah Mm mm-hmm who is also not in a wheelchair, but clearly I, I don't, I'm not sure what his particular disability is. And and he wasn't nearly as offensively bad an actor as Ali Stroker. Well, he was a much, I was going to say he was a much better actor. I mean, it, he didn't, you know, rock my world or anything. Not that Richmond is the greatest. Yeah, but at least he could speak text. I, I, at least I could understand. Yes, at least it, it didn't actually make me want to be deaf when he spoke. Right. Right, right. Um, but on the other hand, he he was it's seriously enough disabled that he couldn't participate in the stage combat scenes, mm-hmm. which and and that's a problem when you know Richmond has a fight with Richard and yeah. becomes king. I mean, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Also, the stage combat was atrocious. Hey, so I have a one of my notes, and I I, I don't remember what I meant, uh, but it says why telling us angels are so angry. What's that line? It's got to be about a line. Oh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, um, um, uh, Richard says to her uh, when they're he's coming on to her and she's reviling oh. him. How, uh, something, something when angels are so angry. Yes. Uh, I can't remember exactly the line, but it is to Lady Anne. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. I mean. And what was with that fake knife? Oh, my God. The fake knife. Jesus Christ. What was and, that? And, and by the way, do you know when she stabs Henry at the beginning, she stabs him 10 times with that ridiculous fake knife? 10 times. Yes, they put in the, the beginning, which I've seen done before and I don't mind, the end of Henry VI, part three, where Richard murders King Henry. Yeah, it's and not that, It's not what they put in. No, no, no. It's all fine to do that. It contextualizes yeah. it. But yeah. she kills him with this fake knife that retracts into the hilt. Like like, like that you would buy at a at a joke store. Right. And then... When she, she she pretends to clean blood off it, that isn't there. Right. I mean, and then she also threatens to kill herself or himself 
in front of Lady Anne and then makes a joke of the fact that it's yeah. a, a and, joke. The, and, and Anne laughs and that's what pulls her over to his side. Uh, it's just, what? I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't have the words. And then now, okay, then there's um, the Duchess of York, Richard's mom. Yes. Who is cast, uh, I, I can't remember the actor's name, but she's a, a deaf actress. Yes. Now, we have been on this podcast very vocal about the genius casting uh, of, of a deaf actress in as in Rose that. Eilis Ellis. Thank you so much, who deservedly is nominated for an Olivier Award. By this the woman way. is no Rose Eilis Ellis. Well, not only, I'm not blaming the actor. I'm blaming the director. This is why, and I think I yes, said. Uh, yes, I think I said it when we were talking about As You Like It, that when Rose came out as Celia, at, at, in the first seconds when I saw that a deaf actor was playing that part, I my heart sunk because I've seen it done before in the dreadful Sam Gold-directed production of King Lear, which before this may have been the worst directed thing I've ever seen in Shakespeare. Uh, a deaf actor played Cornwall, and it was so distracting and rung in because it had nothing to do with the story. What Josie did in as you like it her making that choice it was all in service of the play absolutely 100%. it made so much sense that it, that celia was deaf and it strengthened the bond between her and rosalind and it showed it showed the lack of a bond between her and her father and it helped oliver fall in love with i mean it yes. was just, it worked it served the play it was genius in this production there's no reason for the duchess of york to be deaf except that it's woke Yes, and here's the he, and here's an even bigger problem with that. So somebody is translating most of the time, except a little scene between her and Richard before her exit in two two. Nobody tra- is translating. Are we all of a sudden supposed to understand sign language? Yes, it was intermittent, and sometimes which is there terrible. Were, there, sometimes somebody translated. Sometimes it, there was nothing. And then towards the end of the play, there were subtitles. Right. Which I don't know what they did at the Delacorte, but they had subtitles on TV. So it wasn't consistent at all. And ter- it was terrible. It, it was, was totally distracting. It was it was terrible. It, I mean, again, again, there's no it. We've just seen it done brilliantly that. And, and let's not forget that there was also a, a hearing impaired actress playing Audrey in that brilliant as you like it. Who was fucking brilliant. So we are not saying please don't cast the, you know, deaf or uh, disabled actors in Shakespeare. Please do, but know what you're doing and also cast people who are good. Yes. If you're going going to cast a disabled Lady Anne, first of all, you need to explain why Lady Anne is disabled and Richard is not. Right. Uh, But also, please don't cast the very worst actor I've ever seen in my entire time on planet Earth in this role yeah uh i thought you know i mean really halfway through i was like the prince and mini york are better than 99.9 percent of the adults yeah the kids they were okay yeah with their sneakers yeah i know so you know i was saying they didn't translate her before her exit in 2-2 and you were saying that it was super long and i was like no it's two hours and 19 minutes because they cut 2-4 they cut 3-3 they cut 3-5 and they cut 3-6 and that's yeah, but just you, to start with. Well, but here's the thing. I I, I thought it was an inelegant cut. It felt well, that's what I mean. Me. But you gotta cut. And they that moved play. things around. Yes, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't cut cut Shakespeare. You, no modern day audience 
can sit through a four-hour Hamlet. That's just the way it is. But you have to cut judiciously. But this right? play... You have I, to make sense of the text and you have to make sense of the poetry. And this did neither one of those things. I'm in favor of... of a, I, I agree. You can't have a four-hour Hamlet, but I've said this, I think, on the pod before, too. If you, like, if you see a, a two-and-a-half-hour Hamlet and a three-and-a-half-hour Hamlet, the three-and-a-half-hour Hamlet is going to feel shorter than yep. the two-and-a-half. Because it makes because, more sense. Because it makes more sense, because Hamlet is a brilliant play through and through. Richard III is not a brilliant play through and through. It yeah. is an early, early cartoonish attempt on Shakespeare's part that somewhat succeeds on the merits of its of its principal character. Yeah. Um, she, uh, the, the, uh, the O'Hara left in the, the scene where Margaret comes back. The Margaret wasn't terrible. The Margaret was not terrible, actually. The Margaret was not terrible, but I would cut that scene where the ladies come back at the end. The, the Elizabeth wasn't terrible. It's repent. I didn't like the Elizabeth, well, I mean, but 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 in but certainly she was better than most of them. Yes. Um, and they left the scene where all of the citizens are gen- are uh, kind of worried about what's going to happen. I, I mean, there's so much fat on this show. All right, listeners, we'll be right back. We're going to take a short break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. You know, I I have to tell you what my favorite of Anne's lines was. Yeah. It was like, was, despiteful tidings! Oh, unpleasant news! And you I, know, she, she didn't say corpse. She said corpse. Oh, everybody said corpse. Yeah. Everybody said, oh, and also... Oh, they uh, changed so much. Like, the Duchess changed week of teen to misery. Which yeah, yeah. really fucks with the meter. Um, they, and what is with that dance at the beginning of beginning of four two? Oh Jesus Christ! I, I, also, Guerrera mispronounced Plantagenet. Yeah, she said Plantagenets. Plantagenet. Jesus Christ! They also said Sal. They also said Salisbury instead of Salisbury. Well, and and throughout, people said Buckingham. I know. Instead of Buckingham. even worse. I, know. I actually thought the Buckingham wasn't awful. I, I didn't think he was terrible either. Uh, they they changed like you know. But Buckingham, are you fucking kidding me? I know Richmond, and they they said Richmond instead of Rougemont. I love the fact that they say Rougemont because it's smart. But they you know, but like you know Buckingham. But the only thing, the only one of the problems with Buckingham, he had a little bit of word fuck up. But he says, and and I'm sure that they changed the text for this, and I don't understand, or maybe he forgot it, but he's got that line, repays he my deep service with such deep contempt. He didn't say deep twice. He said repays me, he repays he my deep service with such contempt. Is it deep contempt? It Are is. you sure? I did. I looked it up. Because I remember Richardson in the film, and I, you know what? I actually went back the last couple of days and I watched, um, not all of, but I watched like maybe the first half of the Olivier, Richard III. Yeah. And I know I know Olivier's out of fashion these days, but you know what? It was like such a breath of fresh air. Oh, what about the, uh, Denai Guerrero says, um, <laughs> rash levied. 
Yes, Levy. Levied. Yeah, but then she said levied later on. She said levied, and then she said levied. I know. know. And again, where's the director on this? Where's the director? And just like like, uh, Tyrell, Terrell, however they fucking want to call it, added meter all the time. He would say, he said like in the line, if to have done the thing you gave in charge, he says, if to have done the thing that you gave in charge, you know, uh, Richard says, uh, the line is stay madam I must talk etc cetera, etc cetera. she says stay madam he says stay madam for I must talk it's like you know Elizabeth says happily instead of happily yeah I just looked it up that, instead of needs Buckingham, Buckingham does not say deep contempt he says and is it thus repays he my deep service with such contempt made I him king for this oh then 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 what he said was deep deep twice oh he put the second deep yes. in did he yes Yes, repay he's my repay he oh my god, repays he my deep service with such deep contempt. Yeah, nope, that That's, ain't it, kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so clear to me that the the point, the only point, the only thing that was cared about was having disabled people and deaf actors and a random dwarf, for instance, as was it Rivers or Gray, one of them. But it was clear that that was the point, not actually telling this story. Well, we've talked on this podcast before about productions that we've seen where people were cast to make a point instead of to actually be able to speak. Right. But this was beyond the beyond. Oh, totally. I've seen concept productions that have pissed me off and haven't worked. But this was like, I mean, if you didn't know this play, if you didn't know what it was about, um, even if you were familiar with Shakespearean language, you there's no way that you would have been able to follow it. No, 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 no. Absolutely and, you know, not. And Owen, you know this play, you know, way better than I do. You know, I will say. In the original, does Richard say my kingdom for a horse twice? Uh, yes. OK. Uh, he says, I believe it. it's his last words yeah. and, his, and his the first words of that scene. OK, I okay. believe. Okay. I'm going to look that up, though, because, oh, by the way, um, <laughs> not a commercial break, but I, I, I want to take a moment to. Um, oh, yes. I want to take a moment to apologize. Um, so Brian Linden, friend of the show, brilliant actor, friend of ours, uh, who frequently gets in touch with us with questions and comments. And we adore uh, him for And it. we adore him for that. Uh, he I won't say he quite called me out, but he did a little. He, he did a little uh, because in was it our last episode a recent episode anyway i was t- we were talking about the tempest and we were talking about ariel and you uh, i don't know what you said you said something about pronouns or something and i I, I said that i think ariel can be female and you and i said well it, me down <laughs> in the texter in the text he there's you know the male pronouns are used and brian got in touch with us and pointed out that he could not find any such male pronouns and I so I went back and I looked through it and indeed he is correct. Um, there yeah. are now and it's not surprising because Ariel is neither male nor female. He's a he he, he they are uh, a spirit. That's but, right. But and so he, I, and, I and Brian was right. The only time that any kind of pronoun is used is in the stage directions, which Shakespeare Shakespeare didn't Shakespeare, write anyway. Shakespeare didn't write. And so that's, I, I'm mea culpa and I'm completely wrong and I love learning that kind of thing. And here's the best part. Um, it actually made me look at the text afresh. And there's actually, I think, 
not conclusive, but I think that there is textual evidence to support Ariel being female. And I'll tell you why. <sighs> and I'll tell you why. Two things. I mean, it's not that conclusive. But when, when Ariel appears to the bad guys to yes. frighten them, yes. Ariel chooses the form of a harpy. Yes. Which is, which is a female monster. I have said that to you. And, and, you, and, you, and you had said to me, that is just the shape that he chose to be. Right. Well, I am incorrect, probably. <laughs> um, and, 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 and I got one more for you. Oh, and this is what I love about you. When in later, after the mask is over, uh, and and Prospero is talking to Ariel about doing other things, Ariel mentions that they have uh, taken the guise of Ceres in the mask. Yes. So twice in the show, Ariel, when Ariel has to don another guise, Ariel chooses female form twice. Of course. So because Ariel's female. <laughs> That that um, is very interesting to me, and I'm completely wrong, and I love being wrong when I can learn something from it. So thank you, Brian Linden, because uh, I'm a jerk. And keep it up, because we anyone, adore you. Anyone, anyone. Yes. Call us out. Call us out. Yes, he didn't have any call-outs on Friendship Shakespeare, but he did have some comments. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, but he always does. He's a he's a really smart guy. But he's he was so smart, yeah. totally right about that error of mine. So my apologies to you and to our listeners. Yes, we should send him some swag too. Just we should. That. We will. Brian, we're going to send you some swag just for being right. So, um, so back to this? Richard. <laughs> what about what else? I mean, so here's another. We have talked many times on this podcast about if you're. If you're American, you should speak Shakespeare with an American dialect, not an English dialect. So my question is, how come Denai Guerrera is non-Rhotic? How, how come she's saying things like um, uh, Mita and uh, uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to I'm look. Well, she had that general. Non-Rhotic, non, yeah. oh, non like British non-Rhotic sound. Well, she was born in Iowa. Well, listen, ask Frank Langella about that. I, you know. uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, to be fair, Frank Langella was around mm, closer to when they would change their voices and you'd all, use all that Edith Skinner shit. Yeah, you know I mean? I'm just saying there are some actors that have a tendency when they're, especially if they're doing Shakespeare or anything remotely classical, to like bizarrely twist their dialect into some version of an English dialect. Right, like she would say York. Yeah, but well. That's not how you would say it. You're from Iowa. Right. Now, I, you know, and I, 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 I agree with you about the whole, obviously, there's, I, I don't see any reason to play um, Shakespeare in anything but an, a, a, your native dialect. Absolutely. I will say that there isn't, you could make an argument that the history plays, since they are taking place in England, could be played with English accents. I totally agree. But then do fucking English accents. And and everybody has to do it. Right. And it needs to and they need to be good. Right. So in it's sort of like, do I have a problem with a woman, a black woman, a, an Asian woman, any woman at all playing Richard the Third? No. I, I don't care who at I all. They just have to be fucking good. Right. It's like one of the greatest roles ever. And if you're going to do Richard the Third as taking place in England, in the Wars of the Roses, and everybody has an English dialect. Okay, but then do that. Right. Don't half-ass it. Right, right. Um, 
And also the cutting of Act 5 was fucked. I just want to add that. Well, the way they did the ghosts and all that was pretty <laughs> stupid. But, you know, I have no problem. Although they, listen, they cut Act 5, but they left her the whole key speech of Act 5. They did. They did. Which she butchered by screaming, <laughs> which she did throughout the entire play. My, my... My second note to myself after she stabs Henry 10 times with that ridiculous knife is why is she screaming the winter of discontent speech? She's wearing a mic. They're all wearing mics. Why are they yelling? Well, you know, she screamed her way through now is the winter of our discontent. And that was just the beginning. Uh, You know, and and also, you, you know, that again, we all have our little pet peeves, right? Somebody saying D-O-T-H as anything but duff makes me crazy. And I heard doth more times than I. Well, there was no clearly, clearly there was. I mean, okay, honestly, this is this is the thing. This is why I needed to do a whole episode about this production. Overall, as angry as it made me, it more it mostly made me tired and sad. I totally agree. This is the New York Public Theater. This is the Delacourt in the middle in Central Park, Shakespeare in the Park. This is supposedly top of the line Shakespeare in America. Yeah. And no wonder people think Americans can't do Shakespeare. No wonder. Listen, having the last American Shakespeare I saw before this was the was the Patrick Page King Lear. And there were people of all different races and sexes and everything in that. And it was terrific. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Which, which speaks to our point. My, my point is not that American a good actor. My, my point is not that American Shakespeare is bad. Far from it. Yes. In fact, you know, I've spent my life and, you know, the, the vestiges of my career fighting that notion. Defending it. Defending the, no, fighting the notion that English is, be, English Shakespeare is better than American Shakespeare. But I have to say that it's this kind of production that perpetuates that uh, that that kind of thinking, because unfortunately, a lot of and not that there isn't garbage Shakespeare in England, please, my God. Oh, we saw some, and we've and we've seen it and reported on it, but you don't generally see. Well, I mean, you don't generally see. I mean, this production was so bad it made that Titus Andronicus look like you know gold. Well, it was bearable. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and I, mean, was... I didn't walk out of that Titus Andronicus, and I turned this off the first time. Well, I absolutely said, "I don't, I can't, I, I can't, I can't get through this scene." Yeah, it's it's only because I made you watch it that you watched it. That's true, and and, and, and for which I also Although the apology for Ariel is pretty good. So thank you, Brian. <laughs> I, I I apologize for that too because that was bullshit of me, and maybe we shouldn't have even done this episode. <laughs> But you guys, guess what? This is the this is the last episode of our third year. The next episode will be the first episode of our fourth season. How amazing is that? Yeah. We're so grateful to all of you for yeah, we we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you guys. So thank thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode for us to get this off our chests. And if you guys disagree or do agree or whatever, bring it on. We want to hear from you. We Email want to us at thebardcastyoudick at gmail.com. We want to hear it all. Yep. Um, you can visit our website, of course. You know what it is, www.thebardcastyoudick.com, where you can subscribe and become a patron and all of that good stuff. And like Brian Linden, you will receive swag. 
That's right. That's right. You can follow us on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Albeit Twitter is kind of a fading thing, but we still have an account. Uh, anything else? No. Oh, I, we have, we're exhausted. 501c3 federal um, tax deductible. So any contributions you make are tax deductible. We thought we would let you know that. So we hope we we will rejoin you in our fourth season with something much more positive than this than this episode. That's right. But guys, we had to get it out. We, we had to get it. We had and and it's uh, Owen's fault. He made I, me watch it. I I don't I I I can't stress this enough. Do not watch this production if you value your mortal soul. But if you decide to watch this production, come and talk to us because we want to hear what you think. Yeah, maybe it's us. I don't think so. I don't think so, but I'd love to hear other opinions. And remember, it's Shakespeare. It's Shakespeare. Eh. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Country Matters Incorporated, copyright 2023, all rights reserved.